Good evening. It's been a while since I've been up here, so I've got to get back in the flow. Um, I feel like it's very divine that our friend Sean is here tonight because I want to give you guys a word about favor tonight. Um, and I just want to just encourage you guys uh, to dig deeper into this because this is definitely not the best packaged message. Uh, we're probably going to be doing some praying in between and things like that, a little bit of what Aaron was doing, um, but just flow with it. So uh, actually while we were praying, I was getting kind of a revelation, and I, I want to take you through something real quick. Um, you guys can just close your eyes and just imagine um, the scene of Esther. Okay, you are Esther, and Mordecai has just come to talk to you. Okay, and he's told you that you have been put here for such a time as this, that you're going to be going into the king's uh, throne room to ask him for favor. Okay, how are you feeling? Okay, as in the shoes of Esther. Okay, what are you feeling? What kind of uh, for me personally, I think I'd be feeling anxiety, fear. Esther's words herself were, if I perish, I perish. There was a chance of death. Okay, how are you feeling about that? Okay, but she heeds Mordecai's words. Would you have done that? And then she calls a fast among the people. What actions do you think that you would have taken? Okay, you're going into the throne room, and you know full well that if the scepter is not extended to you, you will die. Okay, the scepter has been extended to her before. She knows that. But do you know that? If you were in her shoes, how would you feel? Even Esther, I wonder what she was feeling. Did she really know that he would extend the scepter again? What kind of anxiety or fear would be there? And as it is, she goes in and she sees the king. When you see the king, what are you feeling when you see him as Esther? How are you standing? What's your posture? Are you confident? What's going on? And directly from scripture it says, And when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court... She won favor in his sight, and he held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. And then the king asked her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given you, even to the half of my kingdom. What are you feeling now? That's his response to you as Esther how are you feeling is that the response that you were expecting is that the response you thought you would get 
Are you relieved out of your mind that you're not going to die? Do you have a greater hope? Did you expect that already? What I want to talk about tonight is a scepter that is extended to us 24-7. We are not under a man of flesh. We are under the king of kings. We have a scepter that is extended to us 24-7. 24-7, we have favor. 24-7, we can enter into the throne room. We don't have to have fear. We don't have to have anxiety. We don't have to feel rejection. We can go into the throne room knowing that the scepter is already extended. It's been extended since the day of Calvary. So many of us don't know that. We don't understand that. We don't realize it. Oftentimes we feel like when we go into the throne room or we go to approach the king that we're going to be rejected or that we have, we're not good enough to go in. Or we've, we know we've been rejected by other people before, so we feel like we're going to be rejected. But I'm here to tell you we have a king who has died for us. And he is the one who is to judge. But we are walking in step with Christ. And we have the blood over him, over us. We have his blood over us. And because we have his blood, we have the scepter. The veil has been torn and we can go into the Holy of Holies. There is a grace over us that we have not yet completely understood. And we might not completely understand it in this lifetime. But we can continue to seek it out. It's a grace that's unmeasurable. It's a grace that's unmerited. It's a favor that's unmeasurable. It's a favor that is unmerited. There's nothing you can do to be granted more favor. There's nothing you can do to be granted more grace. All you have to do is receive it. It's been extended to you. So many of us don't know that that scepter's there. But it's right there. For a lot of us, our mindset needs to be changed. Uh, It's a lot of uh, mindset for some people could just be from being hurt by people that have rejected you. Um, I have several experiences, even with my parents, where I've felt a lot of rejection. 
And so I have approached the throne room with rejection, not understanding that my Father is not like that. My Heavenly Father is not like that. I want you to take this time right now and just come before the Lord and just ask Him, just seek Him out. Ask about the scepter. Ask about what blocks you from entering in, knowing that the scepter is already extended to you, that you've already received that grace, you've already received that favor. The word says that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And I believe that that also has to do with understanding grace and understanding favor. There's a depth of grace and a depth of favor that we have to catch in our spirit. We have to catch in our spirit and let that be released to our mind. It's something that our mind can't even begin to understand. It's not something we can even begin to ponder. For a lot of us, it's just a shift. It's a paradigm shift. Sometimes we need people to encourage us, to show us how much we're worth because of the blood.
Sometimes we just need to be activated into the favor that we have because we carry great favor. When we enter into a room, we carry favor because you have the living God inside of you. As Pastor Christian said, we are walking Bethels, the house of God. You are a Bethel. You are a temple of God. When you enter into a room, the atmosphere can shift because you have the Holy Spirit in you. You no longer have to be altered by the atmosphere that's already there. You change the atmosphere. That's how open heaven will happen, is when your mind shifts, when your spirit catches what the Spirit of the Lord is saying about you already, there will be a shift. I believe for Esther, she had a great grace over her. In the Old Covenant, they didn't have the Holy Spirit like we have 24-7. There was a great grace over her. The Spirit of God rested on her. I just want to share a quick testimony about um, my co-worker, Veronica. Um, just in how she was someone who needed to know that she was highly favored. She was my TA, and I say was because today she entered into a new job by the favor of God. And um, she was a believer but she was a very jaded and hurt and wounded believer. And by the grace of God, she was able to just find nurturing in my classroom and work with me. And she taught me so much about servanthood. And she taught me so much about character and perseverance. But she needed to know that she was highly favored and loved and a dear daughter of the Most High. And for many of us, we just need to know that. We just need someone to speak that to us because we haven't been told that and we don't know it. You, beloved, are highly favored. It doesn't matter what anyone has spoken over you before. The negative comments, the persecution, the rejection, the suffering, whatever it is that you've gone through, we all have our own stories. For Veronica, she had a story of great suffering in the church and out of the church. And she needed restoration. For many of us, we just have to hold on to that hope. We just need someone to speak that hope over us. And thankfully, God graced me with the words to just speak over her throughout the semester. And um, man, God just lined up things for her to get out of a very Korean job that worked her like a slave 
She had three jobs. Mine was the first job she committed to in the day. And then she that followed by two more jobs. And um, God just released her. And there was a job opening coming for her. And I just spoke over her life and just activated that favor. And for many of us, that's all we need. We just need an activation of favor. We just need someone who knows that they're favored to speak over them favor. Because they are favored. Veronica is favored. Because she has the spirit of the living God inside of her. And when she went into that workplace, into that interview, it didn't matter that she was older. And that Koreans that are older have a harder time getting jobs. That didn't matter. Because she was a daughter of the living God. And God had a destiny and a purpose for her. No matter what insecurities you have, hers were speaking English and her age. And you know what? To God, that doesn't matter. What are your insecurities? I want you to take this time right now and I want you to just search your heart and think about the things that always hinder you from stepping out. For Veronica, she had a few things that she just needed someone to speak life into. She needed to know that the Father didn't care about those things. That the Father had already put aside a job for her. That the Father already knew that He purposed to provide for her in a time of need. What needs do you have? What things do you have going on in your life? What fears do you have? What insecurities do you have? You just need someone to speak over you because you, you have everything you need in this life because you have the Holy Spirit. You have the riches in Christ, the riches in His glory. I want you to just take this time and just ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart, that He would reveal things to you, what you're scared about, what insecurities you have. We all have them in the crevices and crannies of our heart. Some of them are bigger than others. We all have them. I want you to take this time and just search your heart and ask God to speak to you about those things. The earth shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun. Forbear to shine, but God, who called me below, will be forevermore. Will be For some of you, it may be harder to go to those places because it hurts. 
But the Holy Spirit wants you to go there. He wants you to go to those places that hurt. He wants you to know that when you go into that throne room, He sees you just the way you are and He loves you. I want you to know that he has purposed a great life. Regardless of suffering that there might be, regardless of sin that has been against you, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much. I feel like for some of you, it's very hard to call upon the Father. It took me about three or four years into my Christian walk before I could even call God Father. I want you to intentionally pray to the Father right now. For me, I couldn't even get the words to come out of my mouth. So I know for some of you it might be very hard, whether in this room or someone listening to the podcast later, whoever, just start calling upon the Father and asking Him how He sees you, how highly favored you are in His eyes. You are His daughter. You are His son. You are his princess. You are his prince. So many times we view ourselves through this tainted lens and we can never see the way that the Father sees because we're so concerned while looking through these shady lenses that we have or lenses that other people have put on our eyes. I just get this image of the Father taking those glasses off of your eyes and He's just looking at you and you're beginning to see the way that He sees you. That you're like the child who never even knew that there was a scepter. You just run into the throne room. Who cares about the scepter? You don't know about these rules and these politics and these things. You just run into the room because that's your daddy. That's your daddy. Who cares if there's a scepter? You just run in there because you know that Abba is there. You know that Papa is there. You know that my daddy is there. Voice of 
the Father loves you so much that He gives you favor, but He also causes other people to grant you favor. It says in Daniel, now Daniel was a man of God. He was a, a man who chose to rise above the way of the culture. He was a man of God who chose not to eat the king's choice foods. He remained centered in God. His core didn't change. And it says in the word of God in Daniel 1.9 that God caused the officials to show favor and sympathy to Daniel. It wasn't the officials that showed him favor. The orig- where that originated was from God. God was the one who turned the hearts of the officials to have favor over Daniel. Those of you in government, those of you in business, in education, in politics, whatever it is you're in, media, God will turn the hearts of those people above you in authority, your co-workers, those next to you. He will turn their hearts towards you for favor and sympathy I want you to take this time and just ask God to begin to turn the hearts of people in your life towards you, favor towards you. Whether it's in the workplace, maybe it's in your family. Maybe you have relatives that are against you. Just ask God. Ask the Father. Say, Papa. I need your favor. I need your grace. God will part oceans for you. He will part oceans for you, but sometimes you have to declare it like Moses did. He took the staff and he declared, and God parted the Red Sea. Okay, God will move mountains for you. That's the kind of favor that you have. That's the kind of favor you can ask for. 
Don't be shy about it. Don't be shy about asking God for favor. Don't be shy about asking God to turn hearts of kings. That's the kind of job he does. That's the kind of business he's in. Don't be shy about asking God to change the hearts of North Korea, to change the hearts of South Korean officials, North Korean officials, officials in your workplace. Don't be shy about it. God's already on it. You know, we have favor, and it's not just for ourselves. God grants us favor, yeah, because he just loves us. I have a a story I wanted to share with you. I was out evangelizing. Itaewon team's been going out each week evangelizing in pairs. And I went through kind of a season of struggling during the transition, just... um, struggling with feeling God's love and like remembering that I am favored and that that I am his daughter and his beloved and his precious and I was out evangelizing and I went to this one lady and I just I, I she was highlighted to me and I just started praying for her and she ended up being a Christian um, but she just needed some refreshment and so I was praying for her and afterwards she just reached down into this cabinet. She was a jeweler, I guess. She worked at this jewelry place. And she pulled out this necklace of pearls, this, this, a new string of pearls. And she's like, I want you to have this. And I was kind of like, uh, I don't know about that. But she wouldn't let me turn it down. And, and I just received it. And she wanted me to have that string of pearls, but I knew when I left, I knew that it was my father. He wanted me to have that, those pearls because he loves me. He loves you. You are a pearl of great price. He reminded me. He reminded me when I was in a time of need and remembering who he was to me and who I was to him. He will remind you those things. Yes. Favor is just because he loves you. But I'm also here to tell you that favor is not just for you. God's granted you great favor because he has great things for you to do. Places that you're going to go. You're going to need that favor to have influence. You're going to need that favor to shake up a business and a corporation, to get it grounded on Christ. You're going to need that kind of influence and that favor to do things for the kingdom. But you first have to know that that favor is on you. So many of us don't even know that that favor is on us, and so we can't go out and have influence. We can't go out and grasp that favor. For Esther, she had favor on her for such a time as this, as to save her entire race. That is an immense calling. 
For some of you, you might have callings like that. There's going to be the grace and the favor granted on your life that you need to accomplish the things that God has for you. The things that are on your heart to do, that God has put in your heart to do, that grace will be granted to you. We know that that grace comes from God. And we know that it's for us and it's for others. And we know that the greatest favor of all is the blood of the Lamb, is the favor to enter into the throne room. We might get favor to receive pearls when we're evangelizing. We might receive favor to get a job that we want. We might receive favor a grade on a project in college we might receive favor with our parents who don't believe in what we're doing but there is a greater favor that's extended to us and that is the favor to enter the throne room of Christ the throne room of the king of kings I love in Psalm 45, it says that your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. A scepter of uprightness. Okay, a scepter of uprightness. When that's extended to you, okay, if you didn't have the blood over you, you could not enter that kingdom because it's a kingdom of uprightness. And by way of our fallenness we can't enter that kingdom but by way of the blood we can enter into that kingdom whose scepter is of uprightness that is a profound profound thing that we must understand and receive in our spirit Favor does have some demands. And at the same time, it doesn't. There was no demand on me when I received pearls. I was simply loving the Lord, simply being me. I could not even love the Lord at a moment and be upset. And the Lord could grant me favor just because it's unmerited. But in our calling and in our walk with the Lord, there is also a demand that favor puts on us because we have a responsibility to carry. We must carry a sense of responsibility the way that Esther did. Mordecai had to remind her of that sense of responsibility, but she heeded his word. I just want to be like Mordecai tonight. And remind you that there is a sense of responsibility to the favor that you have when you're under the blood. But it's not one with a heavy yoke because Christ carries that.
I want you to think about the things that are on your heart to do, um, even within this next 21 days, the things that God is assigning you to do, the things that you've already kind of put on your chore list. And I want you to give it to God, and I want you to start to ask Him for favor, and I want you to, to just ask Him for that sense of responsibility and how to carry the favor. Just begin to ask Him about that and cry out for favor. there are going to be people that are against you when you have favor. Okay, there are going to be people that come against you. I think about Joseph. Yeah, he didn't carry his his favor very well. He was a little bit boastful about it. But he had 11 brothers that didn't like him. Okay, Daniel. He had three men come against him and create this law just so that he could be thrown into a lion's den. Okay, when you carry favor... You also receive persecution. But because you have favor, you're going to have the protection. You're going to have that covering. You're going to have that extra grace. Favor is not to be abused. You look at the men who carried favor. And God had granted them character. Or he granted them the situations to chisel down their character. 
You think of Joseph. How many years did he need to get his character in shape? He had to go through a lot. But he had a lot of favor. He had a high calling. We are all at different places in our character. God is chiseling away. But that favor needs to be held with great character. And God's going to do whatever he has to to create that character in you. And thankfully we have the Holy Spirit who is so patient with us. And he will give us the same lesson a thousand times. For some of us, some of us we might only need it once, but for some of us we need it a lot. At this time, I just want you to think about if you've been walking in favor. If you've not been walking in favor, there's no shame. A lot of us, sometimes I don't walk in favor. I forget that I have the favor. It's not something to be ashamed about. It's just something you need to acknowledge. When Esther had the scepter extended to her, she didn't just stand there. She had to touch the tip of the scepter. She had to acknowledge that the favor was given to her and granted to her. There is a scepter that is extended to you. Have you touched the tip of the scepter? Have you walked past the scepter and sat on the king's lap? Have you told him your request? The first thing that the king asked was, Oh, Queen Esther, what do you want? I will grant you up to half of my kingdom. I tell you, we have a king who will give you more than that. Have you touched the the tip of that scepter? Have you walked past it? Have you asked the Lord? I want you to stand and receive favor. I want you to stand and receive it in faith that you are being activated into a greater level of favor. Okay, there's not an there's no accident in coming tonight. There's no accident in being in the kingdom of God. There is favor. I want you to start just crying out to the Lord, whether you sing, whether you, you shout, you think in your mind, whatever it is, however you worship God. I was at a conference once, and we had people whistling, we had people stomping, we had people clapping. I want you to enter into that throne room, and I want you to receive that grace and that favor that is on you. Highly favored, beloved one. Receive it. Start crying out. Don't be shy about it. Don't be shy.